We're about to learn a fascinating insight into Sphere Soimer and what distinguishes Sphere Soimer from other mitzvahs, which also at the same time gives us tremendous insight into how davening works and what makes davening so unique. So in our parasha, it says, Mitzvah Sphere Soimer, the Mitzvah Sphere Soimer, Shalein Nitzdavinu B'Parasha Soimer, which is instructed in our parasha, where it says, that you start to count after the second day, well, from the second day of Pesach, when you bring the Omer offering, until you get to the uh, Seventh week, you count 50 days. What is Many of the commentators and many of the halachic authorities tell us that the purpose of Sphere is to prepare us for Shavuos, which is the time when we receive the Torah. Sefer Achinoch puts it really well. We're instructed in the Torah to count from the second day of Pesach. Till the day that when we receive the Torah, and the motivation is that we want to show how excited and enthusiastic we are for this great day, the day of the giving of the Torah. Like the, the, the slave who's waiting for the opportunity to have a little bit of protection or a break. And he's constantly counting. When will that yearned for day arrive? Where the servant, where the slave will be able to go free. Ki minion says the Sefer HaChinuch, when you count something, that illustrates that illustrates that the person only wants to reach that particular time. How many more sleeps? How many days until this particular thing? So what's Sfira Soimer? The enthusiasm to prepare for Matan Torah. Now this attitude that Sfiros Omer is the counting towards Shavuos is relevant in Halacha as well. That it's actually one of the motivations why in Halacha we're told that you don't say a brocha shechionu over the mitzvah of Sfiros Omer because it's actually not Sfiros Omer itself that counts but rather it is Sfiros Omer preparing us for an ultimate goal which is Matan Torah. And in spite of the fact that Sfer Soimer is a, pre- a preparation towards Shavuos and Matan Torah, in a Sfer Soimer he mitzvah, the fact is that counting the Omer is an independent mitzvah. It is a mitzvah that in the time of the Beis Hamikdash was an independent and complete mitzvah even before you got to Shavuos. And the same applies nowadays. The counting of Sfer Soimer is its own independent mitzvah. Okay, there are views. There's a debate if it's still a mitzvah min HaToyer without the Beis HaMikdash, without the Karban HaOimer, or if it's just a remembrance, a commemoration of what used to happen in the Beis HaMikdash. But it's a real mitzvah, and therefore we say a brocha over it. Not only do we say a brocha, we actually say 49 brochas over it because we say the brocha every single day because ultimately it is actually an independent mitzvah. It's not only the preparation for Shavuot. Not only is it a mitzvah, but through counting which is a mitzvah for each of us. The Torah says you count. That means every individual counts. And a little bit later in the Sikha we'll distinguish between what's unique about each one of us counting compared to possibly other dates on the calendar. So through us counting, that actually turns the 50th day into Shavuos. In other words, Shavuos is not fixed on the calendar. It is the result of us counting the days from the second day of Pesach and then arriving at a 50th day, and the 50th day becomes Shavuos. 
So Sfiris Oima is a preparation to Shavuos, but it's also an independent mitzvah. Not only that, it creates the reality of Shavuos. So Apiyar Nalba gives a Sfiris Oima with that information. So a lot of what we're going to focus on in the, in the Sicha is how come it is that in the original Alter Rebbe Siddur, Sfiris Oima is the very last thing in the Siddur. And we're going to see that that's different, for example, to the Siddur of Darizal, which the Alter Rebbe based himself on. So the question is, why and what does that symbolize? We know that the Alter Rebbe was extremely pedantic about the order of everything in his Avoida Bichlal. And particularly in putting together the order of the davening in the Siddur, where the Siddur is supposed to be the correct order of all of the davening for the entire year. So it goes without saying that the order in which the Alter Rebbe presented things in his Siddur is absolutely precise. And therefore, if Sfer Soim is right at the end, that's for a very good reason and we need to understand what the reason is. You'll see that the Alter Rebbe is so precise in his choice when you compare how the, the Alter Rebbe orders the, the Tefillahs compared to the Siddur of the Arizal. Especially when you consider that the Alter Rebbe Siddur is based on the version of davening of the Arizal. If you look in the Arizal Siddur, the last part of the Siddur is actually all meditations that are relevant for the Yomim Tovim of Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. So it's quite interesting because the, the Alter Rebbe doesn't end with Kavonis. He ends with an actual part of davening. And which part of davening? Svirasoim and not Shemini Atzeres and Simchas which is how it is in Arizal, and the question is why. The simplest explanation of why the Alter Rebbe would have ordered things differently to the Arizal is because the intention of the Alter Rebbe Siddur was, and it's well known because the Alter Rebbe tells us, something that would be accessible to every person regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey. And that's the Loika Siddur Ho'arizal. That's totally different to the Arizal Siddur. Shuhu Avor Yechidei Segula, which was intended actually for very unique individuals, people who were quite advanced in their spiritual development. And that's actually why the Alter Rebbe did not include many of the meditations that the Arizal includes in his Siddur. The Alter Rebbe omits them in his Siddur because not everybody is at that level and not everybody is going to relate to them. And the Alter Rebbe Siddur has to be accessible to everybody. So because the Alter Rebbe takes an approach where the Siddur is supposed to be a common denominator accessible to all Siddur, so how does he organize the Tefillahs? In a very practical way. Whatever comes more frequently will appear earlier in the Siddur than things which come infrequently. And out of the things that are infrequent, then anything that only happens once a year will appear in the Siddur in chronological order, which is Chanukah, Purim, Seder Pesach, Agadosh Pesach, So you go in order of how these things happen after Tishrei. The next thing is Chanukah, then you have Purim, then you have the things related to Pesach, and eventually you have Sefer Soimer. So that's the simplest reason we could give why the Alter Rebbe puts Sefer Soimer all the way at the end. But we are looking for more than just a simple explanation. When we consider that there is that Al Treba obviously created a Siddur that was going to fit according to all the perspectives of Halacha. 
ויחד עם זויס, גם ברבליבנס הנוסח הפי כבונו סואריזל, and then over and above just the halachi compliance of the סידר, ואלתרבה also made sure that the סידר aligned with all the spiritual intentions that the אריזל spoke about, אלא שלא התקס הסידס והכבונס, כדי שישוב לכל נפש, even though ואלתרבה did not include all the details of all of those intentions and meditations because not everybody would relate to them. גם לאלו השאינם שיוכלו לכוונס הסידס בפועל, but ואלתרבה still designed his סידר to fit the intentions that Arizal spoke about, even if he didn't explain those intentions because not everybody could relate to them. So move on, if that's the case, then it can't just simply be Tadir Vashainoi Tadir and an order of how things appear in the, in the year, but rather move on Shagam Asaydir Vashidin Rakbes and the Pashtu Soinyonim. The order that the Alter Rebbe placed things is not just a simplistic order, but the order in which the Tvilis appear in the Alter Rebbe's Siddur fits with the logic of where they are in terms of Nigla, and fits with whatever the deeper spiritual intention behind these Tvilis are, and that's really what we're going to look to examine. That information we can understand Why is Sviris Omer at the end of the Siddur? Not only because that's the order of how the year goes But rather, a very important point Somehow Sviris Omer will emphasize more than any of the other Tfilas The real essence of what davening is all about And that's why it's all the way at the end, because it's kind of a summation of everything that davening is about. And that intention of what davening is all about will fit both with the revealed and the esoteric parts of Torah, as we'll explain. But before we explain that, we're going to drill down for a moment and understand what exactly we mean when we say that this Sphere Soimer represents everything that davening is about. What's unique about Sferas Omer and how it represents what davening has that other mitzvahs don't necessarily have, there will be something we'll be able to identify about the nature of davening and Sferas Omer as compared to the nature of other mitzvahs. It will also illustrate a difference in terms of the practitioner, the person davening, how that person is in a different state during davening or counting Sferas Omer, to how they are while performing other mitzvahs, which we'll go into in great detail. So, if Sferas Omer is supposed to capture the essence of what davening is all about, let's start by analyzing what is davening all about, and we'll start with the Rambam. The Rambam tells us what is the mitzvah of davening. First, it's a positive mitzvah. To daven on a daily basis. Like the Pesach says, that you should serve Hashem your God. Our tradition is that serving Hashem actually means davening, or as the famous expression goes, what kind of service of Hashem requires the intention of the heart? It's davening. Right? So it says in the Torah, you should serve Hashem with all your heart. What is davening that requires the heart? Sorry, what is avoid that requires the heart? Davening. So what does the Rambam tell us? Positive mitzvah, to serve Hashem with our hearts on a daily basis through davening. And in Sefer HaMitzvah, the Rambam explains what is the positive mitzvah of davening. To serve Hashem every single day through the process of tefillah. So now we understand, davening is to serve Hashem and to do so in a way that incorporates the heart, which means sentiment and intention. 
So one of the explanations that's brought, and now we're still talking in Nigla, the Torah, we're not yet in the esoteric part of Torah. What does it mean to serve Hashem with your heart? is something we extract out of the Rambam's language. This is how you do the mitzvah. The, the real meat of the mitzvah is that every single day a person should beseech Hashem and praise Hashem. And then ask for what you need. And when you ask, it should be with a way of which means like a very heartfelt request. And then you give gratitude to the for the goodness that you have. So what is the Rambam telling us? Generally, we could split all mitzvahs into two categories. Mitzvah there are those mitzvahs that require action. When we say action, it could mean physical action, kilovicious tzitzis, which you actually physically put on the tzitzis, or wrapped tzitzis, etc. etc. And certain of the mitzvahs that are action-based mitzvahs, the action we're talking about is actually speech, which is called Maisa Zutrasa, a mini version of action. Like reading a Megillah, telling the Exodus story at the Pesach Seder. In order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kriyasa Megillah, you don't have to have intention, you just got to say the words. In order to fulfill the mitzvah of telling the story of Itzias Mitzrayim, you just got to tell the story, even if you don't necessarily have deep meditation associated with it. So that's one group of mitzvahs, where it's all about what you do, or at the very least what you say. Then there's another category of mitzvahs. Those are mitzvahs that are all about how you feel, your sentiment. To love Hashem. You could say all the words in the world, you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah unless you actually feel love of Hashem. And the same with awe of Hashem. There the definition of the mitzvah is completely dependent on intention. So where's davening in all of this? Well, what makes davening unique is in order to fulfill the mitzvah of davening, you actually have to say the words. Your mouth has to move. Yet that's not what defines the action of the mitzvah. Rather, as the Rambam says, the action of the mitzvah is not just moving your lips. But rather, but that it should be a heartfelt davening. Yes, the way you daven is you actually say words, but in order for the davening to qualify, it has to be accompanied with intention and with sentiment. Now you might say, well, that's not unique to davening. There are other mitzvahs where in order to fulfill the mitzvah, you have to actually have intention. And there are mitzvahs that if you did not have the correct intention, then as far as the Torah is concerned, you haven't really fulfilled your obligation. Even in those cases, we can understand that there is the mitzvah, and then the intention of the mitzvah, and if the intention is lacking, perhaps the mitzvah doesn't qualify. But the mitzvah is not intention. Whereas with davening, the mitzvah is intention. The whole idea of davening is to feel the strong sentiment of reaching out to Hashem. So that's the chetzah. The actual definition of this experience or the mitzvah called davening is to have focused intention. 
That is the mitzvah. Like the Rambam says, The Rambam says you verbally express the needs that you have, but you don't stop with the verbal. It has to be heartfelt. And that's why the Rambam says that before you daven, you need to prepare for davening. That you should clear your heart or your mind of all extraneous or distracting thoughts. And you should visualize yourself as if you're standing directly in front of Debish's presence. Then you'll come to a heartfelt experience of davening. If a person doesn't prepare and have that intention, we won't only say that, okay, your mitzvah doesn't qualify, because there are other mitzvahs that don't qualify if they don't have intention. We're going to say there is no mitzvah here. A davening without intention is no mitzvah. Just verbalizing the words does not constitute davening. This is unique about davening. That the words have to be filled with intention, otherwise the words are worthless. So now that unique element of davening, that it is the specific intention and sentiment that creates the mitzvah of davening. And without that intention, there is no thing called davening. That's actually something we see in practical halacha when it comes to counting spheres omer. Because that you can count spheres omer in any language that you understand. But if you don't understand what you've just said when you counted Sphere Soimer, even if you counted Sphere Soimer in Hebrew, if you don't understand the words, you haven't fulfilled your obligation to Kemishen Because if you don't know the number that you're counting, it isn't Sphere Soimer. The intention makes the mitzvah, like davening. The intention makes the mitzvah. So this actually redefines for us what the mitzvah sphere soimer is. We now appreciate that the concept and the fulfillment of the mitzvah of counting sphere soimer is not just to verbally say day X. Even though if you don't say the words, you haven't done the mitzvah either. So you've got to say the words, but the words alone are not what makes the mitzvah. It's consciousness, it's awareness of what you're saying. And without that intention, not only has the person not fulfilled the obligation of but the whole concept of Sphira doesn't exist for that person if they're not aware of what they're counting. So what Davening and Sphira Soimer both have in common is that without focused intention, the exercise is futile. Now that we understand that what creates the entity called Davening is the intention of the Davener, Move on, we can understand Well, then we understand that in order for davening to work, the person has to shift before they start davening. The person has to be in the right space before they begin davening. And the preparation of the person, the practitioner, the davener, in order that the davening should be right, is exactly the same as the preparation of the person who's about to count Sphere Soimer, in order that the Sphere Soimer should be right. So let's look at it in 
davening first. Tefillah, she kore tefillah sa'amida. We know that the centerpiece of the entire davening is Shemanesrei. He amida sa'odam vihisyatsvusoi. The reason we stand with our feet together when we say that central piece of davening is because we're supposed to be as if we're standing lifnei hakadosh baruch hu kavde kamei morei, standing in front of the Eibush, like a servant standing at attention in front of his master. As the Rambam said, you have to visualize yourself as if you're standing right in front of the Divine Presence. Which would influence the person then to daven with that heartfelt intention. So when the person is standing with that, uh, that consciousness, that awareness that I'm, I'm in front of the Ebeshe, that's what turns me into a davener. Again, to quote the Rambam, when a person clears his mind of all distracting thoughts, and pours his heart out to the and it was a good for that changes the person, and it elevates the person over their previous spiritual state. The person is now in a completely different reality. Which means not only is the mitzvah now consolidated thanks to my intention, but me as the person, I'm a different person because of my preparation and intention. Now the same theme plays out in Sphere Soimer. Look at what we all say simply, straightforwardly. After counting every single night we say, you commanded us to do this mitzvah, to count and it's going to change us. It's going to purify us of all the extraneous negative energy that we've attracted. Like the Torah says, and then we conclude, that the objective of is to change the person. So we sing something amazing about both davening and Sphere Soimer, that the nature of davening doesn't happen until the person puts value and sentiment and intention into it, and the same as Sphere Soimer, it doesn't happen until the person is conscious of what they're counting. And there's a shift in the gavra. The person changes, because in order to get to that headspace that I'm going to daven to the Ebishter properly, I'll be a different person. And in order for me to count Sphere Soimer properly, I'll be a purified person. So that is this tremendous commonality between davening and Sphere Soimer. So what we've discussed so far is the effect of the person who is davening or counting Sphere Soimer because they're in the correct headspace. Therefore, the davening is meaningful and the counting of Sphere Soimer works. And therefore, the person is shifted and elevated. In addition to that, we're going to see another uniqueness about davening compared to other mitzvahs, and that is the intention and objective of what davening is all about. Because the vast majority of mitzvahs, the objective is the doing of the mitzvah. And of course, to do it properly, you'll also have intention. That's the best way. But the objective is to do the mitzvah. The mitzvah putting on tefillin is to put on tefillin. Should you have intention to subjugate your mind and heart to Hashem? Of course. But the objective is doing the mitzvah. And so when a person does the action, and especially if they have the correct intentions, then the person can say, I have now fulfilled that mitzvah. 
That's really different when it comes to davening because on the one hand, what have we said is the purpose of davening? That the person should pour out their heart today, and you should ask for things that you need, but in a heartfelt way. With the hope, and of course this is the objective, is that David will answer Atfilas and give us what we're asking for. The fact that David will grant our prayers is not the bonus that happens after davening is over. That is the purpose of davening. Davening is asking Hashem to fulfill our requests. It's not that if we daven nicely, David will reward us by fulfilling our requests. No, the objective of davening is to get David to answer us. But the irony is that even though the objective of davening is that Debisha should answer, the value of davening doesn't depend on whether or not Hashem answers. In other words, my davening is not less davening if Debisha doesn't give me the bracha. The fact that I'm asking Debisha with a heartfelt request, that is the full experience of davening. Whether I get it or I don't get it. In other words, what we're saying is, there's a goal and there's an objective. I want my davening to result in the Ebishter answering my prayers. And at the same time, I know that if the Ebishter does not answer my tefillahs, my tefillah is 100% worthwhile. And we'll see that there's a similar reality about Sferos Oymer. But there's a similar reality about Sferos Sferos Oymer, he mitzvah, shinyon achona, vachshorah, lechag ashavuis, lematan Torah, kenal sifalaf. As we said right at the beginning of the Sicha, the goal of Sfer Soimer is to get us ready for and to get us to Matan Torah at Shavuos. Or Befrat, especially when you consider Al Pibira HaZoyar, the perspective of the Zoyar, which says, That us counting those seven weeks towards Shavuos is similar to a woman counting the seven days to be able to go to the Mikveh. As the Zohar explains it, through us counting these seven weeks, we prepare ourselves to be able to enter into that supernal marriage that exists between us and Hashem at the time of the giving of the Torah. So what is Ferris Omer? Preparation for. What's the objective? To get to that Chuppah, to get to Matan Torah, to have this unique connection to the Torah afresh. Simultaneously, Nasis asfira inyanu mitzvah, sfira soimer is a mitzvah, obi bracha be'amshachab, with its own bracha, bifne atzma independently, meaning today, when I count today's sfira, it is absolutely value. We're still a while away from Shabbos. It's fine, there's absolute value in the mitzvah. In other words, the fact that I'm counting, which shows that I'm waiting, anticipating, looking forward to Shavuos, that is independently valuable. And it's critical. And just that anticipation already purifies the person who's counting Sphiris Oimer, even before they get to Shavuos. And so therefore we could say that the counting of Sferos Oimer actually emphasizes for us the value of human endeavor. Not just the value of the results of human endeavor. When we work hard, we achieve something. The actual working hard is valuable. With that in mind, that gives us a far deeper insight into the distinction between how the Arizal organized his Siddur versus the Alter Rebbe. 
אף שהסידר רבי נעזר כמדור כמכוון על פי נוסח האריזל, in spite of the fact that the Alter Rebbe based his סידר on the structure and intentions that are included in סידר האריזל. המודגש תקף והסכול אס הסידורים. If you want to really see where the difference lies between the Arizal and the Alter Rebbe Sidurim, go to the beginning of the Sidurim because they'll already give you the direction and the insight. Psicha Sidur Arizal hi. The Arizal introduces his Sidur by talking about Bichlolos Tikkun Valio Soilamis, the concept of rectifying and elevating all of the different worlds that exist. Whereas the Alter Rebbe Sidur starts with something which is a little bit more pragmatic. Where, that you should be aware of the great value of getting up at midnight. Where he basically advises people that wherever possible you should get up at midnight in order that you can become part of the group of those people who serve the Ebishter by getting up at midnight and learning and preparing themselves in order to daven. So let's understand what the difference is between the two, the two approaches. If I'm looking from the spiritual perspective of the Arizal Sidr, which is intended for a very unique group of people, people who are so spiritually advanced, they already have all these meditations and intentions as part of their regular Avodah Hashem. So when you're at that Elevated level, not only is davening about personal elevation, but there's a deeper objective of davening, which is to change the entire spiritual metaverse, uh, multiverse, to be able to be connected to Hashem. And when you do that, when you're working at this very high level and you're elevating the world, that will bring about all kinds of flow of positive energy into your life, including physical things, like healing or livelihood, etc. So, what's the Arizal's approach? Let's transform the world through spiritual energy. That will bring us brochus as well. And therefore, where does Sfiris O'Emer go in the Arizal Siddur? Considering that Sfiris O'Emer focuses on human endeavor and human input, that's not something the Arizal will put at the end of the Siddur as like the ultimate goal and summary of everything. It belongs a lot earlier because it's part of the process, it's not the objective. And then after that, the, the Arizal will write about all the spiritual intentions associated with the three major festivals. Then Rosh Hashanah until he gets to the last in the series of Yom Tevim, which is Shminateras and Simchasteira. Because to the Arizal, whose entire objective of davening is to make a massive impact on the entire spiritual existence. So what is the sum? What is the goal? What is the objective? That how do you consolidate it all at the end? Spiritual intentions. That was deliberately designed to be accessible to all. And whatever spiritual secrets are there behind the scenes are exactly that behind the scenes. How does the Alter Rebbe structure his Siddur? Davening is not so much about impact. It's more about effort. It's not about transforming the world. It's about you doing what you best can. 
So the entire davening is structured how? Because you have intention. So human endeavor makes davening. And how does the person become an elevated or, or a purified person? Because they're working hard to focus on their davening. So therefore, how does Altarebbe launch his sitter? Human endeavor, get up at midnight. As the Altarebbe says, because that makes you one of the people working hard to serve the Ebishnah. And that's why the, the last part of his, of his sitter, it's not all these fancy meditations or deep prayers, which have to do with Yontav. He dafke ends off with Sfira Soimer, which encapsulates human endeavor because the Alter Rebbe says that's the goal. That's what davening is really all about. It's human effort. Human effort creates the davening and human effort transforms the person. But a person could think, hold on. The individual efforts of each one of us Especially when you consider, what, what are we doing already? We're counting days. It doesn't sound like the most sophisticated spiritual process. You might think, okay, it's not really going to have an impact on the world. It's not going to elevate the spiritual realms. That's why Sphira Soimer illustrates something to us that is so powerful. It illustrates the value and power of our efforts in a way that you don't see in any other sphere of Avodah Hashem. Where do we see that? So again, we said right at the beginning that Sphere Sa'imer prepares us for Shavuos. But what we're going to discover is not only does it prepare us for Shavuos, we actually mentioned this right at the beginning of the Sicha, but it designates the date of Shavuos. And this is fascinating. Because Kviyas Yonta Bichlal Tluya Bivnei Yisrael Unlike Shabbos, which is immutable, Yom Tov is up to us. We get to decide when Yom Tov is going to be based on the principles that uh, we use in terms of Kedosh HaKodesh, etc. Right? As the Gemara says, we're the ones who sanctify the time and turn it into Yom Tov. But every Yom Tov is Avul Bebez Din Dafka. It's not you and me who get to choose. They are a qualified group of people called the Based Din and they have access to all the information necessary and they get to decide. Bekedosh HaKodesh of Bez Din Klal. It's the based in who gets together as this, uh, this um, respected authority in the Jewish community and they determine that now this is going to be Yom Tov. And then you and I, when we go and daven, we're davening on a day that was already determined to be Yom Tov and then we add value to that because every time we daven, we add value to the entire space. But we don't turn it into Yom Tov on our own. And that's certainly the case with Shabbos. That Shabbos is already sanctified by the Abish and has nothing to do with us. In other words, we don't make it holy. But still, but we add an additional dimension of holiness through our efforts. The Kiddush we make at the beginning, the davening. So we add to an existing Kiddusha. Sphere Soimer and Shavuos is completely different. What we find with Sfir Soimer is How does Shavuos become the date of Shavuos? Not because of the Basin, but because of each of us individually counting Sfir Soimer. That's why there's such issues with crossing the international date line. Because my counting affects my reality of Shavuos. 
Machshene tole bequist derosh chaydesh. Shminiatzeris is not e. Shavuos is not even directly related to when Rosh Chodesh is. Da'atzeris, as the Gemara tells us, piyomim chamisha, piyomim shisha, piyomim shiva. Sometimes the fifth, sixth, or seventh day of seven. Because the point is that a biyom chachamishim lo imer kenal. It has to do with the fiftieth day from Sviras Oimer. So if Nissan has thirty days, and it turns out that Iyar lands up having thirty days, you could land up with a Shavuos that's on Zion. So what do we see? Shavuos is about the individual counting, the individual's power. For this reason, there are various elements in Halacha, like for example, second day Shavuos, where Shavuos is actually stricter than other Yomim Tevim. Because it's not a second day Yom Tev, due to the fact that we're unsure when Yom Tev is. We actually establish when Yom Tev is through our counting, so it's actually quite established. So everything that we've learned over here about the uniqueness of davening and how davening is something that shifts us, but also that our intention is what creates davening and then of course manifests the various brochas that come into our lives. So now we understand the greatness of davening. Davening isn't just releasing Brochus or hashpa that is already available on high and just hasn't yet been accessed. And we're like opening the channel. No, davening is much more than that. The innovation of davening is we're saying there should be a new will, a new interest, a new motivation from that It's almost as if they was just making a new thing he never, so to speak, wanted before. It's not something that already exists in some supernal spiritual space, but just hasn't entered our world. And what we achieve with davening is to release a brand new energy into existence and then bring that brand new energy into our reality, to change our reality. That's somebody who, within the reality that existed prior to this davening, was in the category of a sick person, not only physically, but right across the spiritual spectrum, and now can be healed. Or a reality which was a dry drought reality, not only in the physical sense, but right across the spiritual spectrum, is now transformed into rain. You don't see that in other places of Torah When you put tefillin on your head, the tefillin doesn't change. When you daven, the person changes. So now understanding really what davening is about in a very profound way as the Alter Rebbe explains, and we're going to see in a second with Alter Rebbe explains in the Torah what davening is really all about. We'll get an even better, deeper understanding and appreciation of the link between davening and Sfer Soimer. The Alter Rebbe in the Kutatora explains that tells us that davening is not on the list of the 613 mitzvahs. Why not? Because davening is so encompassing, it speaks to the intention of all of Torah mitzvahs. It's the central beam that supports all other areas of Judaism, like a spine that supports the body. The core focus of davening is that the Abishta's infinite reality, which is completely beyond the entire spiritual spectrum, 
We're davening to Hashem, not to an aspect or element of Hashem. That tremendously elevated level of godliness, should be drawn down into reality, within the spiritual spectrum. The 18 brachas of Shemana Esrei, each one is a conduit for a particular energy or means of bringing Hashem's energy into this world. That Abish's essence should translate into healing, should translate into the provider of livelihood, etc. So this concept that we're able to reach the Abish's infinite reality and bring it into our world in very specific ways through very specific channels, that's reflected clearly in the prayer that we say around Sphira Soimer. We say it in the uh, in the Sfer Soimer Brocha. Well, the Rebbeinu Shalom. We say after Sfer Soimer. What do we say? Through our counting of the Omer, we say That should initiate a tremendous flow of energy to fill all of the spiritual realities. That's dogmas klolus That's very much aligned with the principle of bringing Hashem's infinite energy through davening into the world. And that's why we say immediately as an immediate continuum of this. That that tremendous godliness that comes into this world should be very specific. It should help us cleanse the blemishes of our soul. That means that this infinite flow that we're generating through our counting of the Omer, Nimshechis Biprotim should get translated into very specific Bekelim, specific channels. To actually change us. Like davening, that changes the, the, the status of the person who's not well to become healthy. And so therefore, by us learning more about Sfer Soimer, learning the halachas of Sfer Soimer, speaking about Sfer Soimer, and then of course, by actually fulfilling the mitzvah of Sfer Soimer in the best possible way, even though now it's only a commemoration of the real Sfer Soimer that used to happen in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. And the way that we best fulfill the mitzvah of Sfer Soimer is learning about what Sfer Soimer is, is and what it means and represents both in Nigla and in Pneumius HaTorah. That will hasten the fulfillment of the Tefillah we request at the end of Sfer Soimer, which is that David should return to us the Beis HaMikdash and its service which will allow us then to fulfill Sfer Soimer in the best possible way. And that should happen immediately.